Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And we might have a little fun along the way. And this is my time. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today on another great day throughout Central Florida during these troubling times. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, in our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Have a great show for you today. We have a great sh- guest to lead off. Before we go to her, I want to let you know, of course, that our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, is supported by some outstanding sponsors, and they include Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, Florida Door Solutions. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair, Network Sound and Video, Sheeler Auto Repair, and Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFedOrlando.com. Our first guest is an author of an outstanding book, children's book, actually, children's Christian book. We're pleased to be joined right now on the Roger Franklin Williams Show by Denise Sle- author Denise Sleet author of the book, My Pigeon Heart. Hello, Denise. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Roger, and thank you so much for this interview. Well, I've been looking forward to speaking with you. I've been working with your with your husband, Jeff, a little bit, and I've enjoyed getting to know him recently, and I've it's been excited excited to, to, to connect with you as well and, and have you share about your book, your wonderful book, My Pigeon Heart, with our listeners. And why don't we step, step back uh, before the book was uh, actually published, can you share a little about with us about what was your inspiration for wanting to write this book? Uh, yeah, because it's very unusual. It's probably unlike any author you've probably talked to in the past because um, my career, uh, long career, was uh, I was a dance teacher and owner of a dance studio with my two sisters. So I had a, a, I danced and taught and uh, performed shows uh, with my students for 33 years. And uh, the last 12 years were especially rewarding because I uh, formed a senior adult, and I do mean senior uh, citizen adult dance program. And um, these, these students uh, performed over 80 shows in Baltimore and Baltimore County over a 13-year period. But at the end of, of those 13 years, um, the students, some of them were starting to have health pro- problems and uh, getting uh, a little bit too old to dance. Uh, and uh, so I started asking the Lord, what, what do you want me to do now with my life? I had never aspired to be an author or write a book. However, I believe that the Lord blessed me with um uh, with a good imagination, I had to choreograph uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of routines and production numbers, and um, so I, I think he gave me a pretty good imagination. And so he did something very unusual. Um, it was a very hot, sunny day, and I was looking out my window. And we live in we live in Baltimore County, and um, at the time we have since moved, but. Uh, I was looking out the window, and there was a white pigeon underneath our big maple tree. And I found it so unusual because we, we fed the birds all the time, but I never saw a white pigeon. Uh, I, I kept thinking, well, what is a white pigeon doing out here in the country? I, I always thought of white uh, pigeons being from the big city. And um, so I, uh, I just uh, let it go, and then the next day it came back again, and the next day it came back again. So it was three days in a row, and I thought to my, I, I kind of said to myself, "What a cute story that would be, you know? Why did the, why did the, uh, the little white pigeon leave the city uh, to go on a journey uh, in the country?" 
And what was really funny is that the following weekend, we were we were just going to be beginning a new church in downtown Baltimore. Um, in fact, it was a big cathedral. And uh, so my husband dropped me off right at the curb. This was our first time there. And I opened up the door, and just when I opened up the door, there, just a couple feet from my door, there were a little group of pigeons, and right in the middle was a white pigeon. And I thought, oh, my gosh, here's, here's the story. The, the little white pigeon goes on a journey to the country to seek and find Jesus, and um, that's how it all started. He put that idea in my head, and uh, then a couple months later, I was just sitting on the couch. I was really bummed, very de- depressed, because we had just lost a deposit to on a vacation to go to Israel. And um, we were waiting for a check to come in, and we didn't get it, and I was so sad. And um, so I, I just picked up my notebook that was on the table, and I began writing. And I just continued writing for <laughs> for about two or three weeks. And the whole story was finished after three weeks or so, and uh, that was the beginning of it all. And I just uh, said, Lord, do you want this published? And, you know, believe me, my husband and I did not know anything about publishing a book, but uh, we certainly had to learn. And um, so that's how it all happened, and um, here we are. And I do want to say that um, this book is really special because it's meant to last a child's lifetime. This is a big, beautiful book for children of um, elementary school age, uh, school age children. And um, it's a large book. It's made so beautiful and strong, and um, it's very thick. It's hardcover, a beautiful colored pictures inside. Um, it's 9 inch by 12 inch and uh, large print, glossy pages, and it was actually made in South Korea, and what a beautiful job they did. I, I just, I couldn't believe that this, there was a these Christian uh, 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 book uh, uh, makers in South Korea that made this book, and it is such quality. It's actually meant to be a keepsake book, so this is a, a beautiful gift to give your child or your grandchild because it's, it will truly last uh, their lifetime, their, their entire lifetime. No, it sounds wonderful, and thank you, Denise, for being here on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show, to share with our listeners a little bit about your wonderful book, My Pigeon Heart, and the inspiring story behind it. Um, I wanted Can I to just tell you one thing that we yeah. do have a 501c3 so that when you purchase one of these books, 100% of my proceeds are donated to children's charities to feed and clothe and care for orphaned and abused and neglected children all over the world. So I don't take a cent. Every penny I get goes right to the children. So you could feel good about buying this book for sure. And friends, the name of the book is My Pigeon Heart. The author is Denise Sleet, and we're speaking with Denise right now on our show. And Denise, how can people find the book? Okay, they can go to the the website, mypigeonheart.com, or they can just Google how can I uh, buy My Pigeon Heart by Denise Sleet, and, and all the booksellers online will show up. Or you can call the distributor, which is a 1-800 number. It's 901-3480. 901-3480. That's to buy it direct from the book distributor. But if you forget that, just remember the title, My Pigeon Heart, and uh, you can go right to uh, the website, mypigeonheart.com. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franken Williams Show. We're speaking with author Denise Sleet. She's sharing the inspiring story behind her book, My Pigeon Heart, also the nonprofit charitable organization uh, that is behind it as well. And, Denise, we have about three minutes uh, remaining. Uh, 
and you feel free to share anything else you'd like to share with our listeners. Um, and one question I might have is, you know, you mentioned how your husband, Jeff, had, had no background and experience or, or, and you either in publishing a book after you right. got this inspiration um, you know, from, from, you know, out of the blue from the Lord. Right. Can you, um, how easy well, we or difficult it, was it to you know, publish the book? We had to find out and we had to get it copyrighted. You know, we didn't know anything about that. So uh, it's amazing what you learn along the way, you know, and uh, uh, it, it wasn't done without any roadblocks i can guarantee you that whenever you do anything for the lord you uh better expect that uh satan will try really hard to just uh <laughs> keep you from doing it and um we uh, just to give you an uh, an example i was so excited to receive the very first shipment of the books i was going to see my book for the first time and it was uh the, the week of the, the 20th it was like around december 23rd and I opened up the first box of books and saw that they had the wrong um, heart on the front because the, the pigeon is on the front. It's, uh, it, it, she, she's the length of the entire book, and there's a beautiful sparkly heart on the front. This, is, this happens to be a ruby heart that Jesus gives the little pigeon uh, in the story. And... Um, they, they put on the wrong heart. So all the books had to be sent back to South Korea and, and redone the cover. And, um, and then a couple years after that, the, uh, we got a call from the book distributor, and they uh, accidentally, the books uh, were, uh, were destroyed because they were in an area of the uh, warehouse where there's books that were scheduled to be, you know, just, I guess, put in the incinerator, and, and the people didn't want them anymore. They, they weren't going to sell them anymore, or they didn't want to pay uh, their distributor any longer. So uh, they were accidentally destroyed, and so our publisher uh, apologized and said they were going to make this right for us. And, and so it ended up that they had to send for the books again, and they had to all be remade in South Korea again. And um, so... Uh, I mean, it, it just seemed like, uh, you know, one thing after another. Uh, but uh, here we are, and uh, the book's book is alive and well, and it's a beautiful book. And uh, I can guarantee you that uh, your child, uh, in this precious story about uh, this little orphan pigeon searching for Jesus, um, I touch on subjects um, about God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, uh, Mary, our Blessed Mother, eternal life, prayer, forgiveness, love, and faith, and serving others, and spreading the gospel. So um, your, your child will learn a lot. In fact, most of the uh, moms tell me that they read a couple cha- chapters at a time to their children because there's just so much to talk about. No, I'm, I'm sure it's that wonderful way. I, I really appreciate you being here to, to speak with us about My Pigeon Heart. Author Denise Sleet and friends, you can find it. Just you just Google My Pigeon Heart, and well, among other ways as well. And we encourage you to do that. Well, Denise, thank you for joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Thank you so much, Roger. God bless you. Thank you. Have, have a wonderful day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Welcome back, Apopka and West Orange County, to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, Apopka's midday connection to news, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Hope you enjoyed our segment with author Denise Sleet about her new book, children's book, Christian children's book, My Pigeon Heart. It's great to have her joining us. We have another great guest we'll go to in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know that our program is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and I want to give you this word from our friends up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair is your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs. Come Get over and see Mike and 
all the great guys at their impressive showroom, which is located at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's between the 429 and Plymouth Sereno Road, north of Apopka. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Find out more at apopkamower.com. And please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now we have a guest who's representing, actually will be involved in a very exciting event that will take place Saturday evening at 7 p.m. We're pleased to be joined by Coach Jeff Robinson. He's the head coach of Apopka Blue Darters 12U Pop Warner football team. And they will be participating in the national semifinals uh, tomorrow night in St. Cloud. Coach Robinson, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And first of all, first of all, congratulations on another successful season. Thank you. And can you tell us just a little bit about this specific game that's coming up Saturday night? Uh, it's a big game. Um, we haven't been here in the last five or six years, so it's definitely um, a stamp that we want to put a Popka back on the map for our um, Pop Warner youth football. So it's a huge game for us, and we're looking to be victorious. And I know you've been involved for, for many years at the youth football level in Apopka, yep. helping to build this great youth football culture and football sports culture, which is you know so important, such an important contributor to the Apopka Blue Darter Varsity high school football team. Uh, can you just talk about just your work um, with Pop Warner in, in Apopka over the last last few years? Um, well, it's been about ten years I've been with this program. Um, I'm now the football director of Apopka Pop Warner. Um, and we're trying to, you know, mold young men to be great young men. And, um, you know, just basically trying to make an impact in the community, making sure these kids stay um, doing things the right way. Um, and basically, you know, trying to make an impact in the community. And can you talk about, you know, some more about this particular team? As you talked about, you've advanced further this year you ha- than you have in recent years. Um, and it, but you have a very proud tradition at Apopka Pop Warner, but what are some of the characteristics about this year's team that have helped them to get as far as they have? Oh, just the heart, the the discipline, uh, the toughness, uh, and we're huge in size. Let's 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 be real. We're huge in size. We got a big team this year. Um, you know, due to this COVID that happened, uh, I think things just kind of fell in place. Um, you know, we had a bunch of organizations closed down uh, right right around the area. Um, Pop Warner was the only organization keeping keeping going, so these kids kind of just fell in place, and I think it was just it was uh, it was it was all in God's plan. And can you talk about some of the just what? It, well, first of all, what are the ages for, for the the you know a Popka Blue Darter Pop Warner eleven and twelve? And how much? You know, I'm, I if, if I understand correctly, are there you know? Leagues lower, uh, younger. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have uh, our eight, uh, six U, eight U, ten U, twelve U, and fourteen U. And so, when you know, some, if not most, of the players come to you um, specifically for this team, the twelve U team, they do have some experience playing tackle football with uniforms and so forth. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, most of these kids have uh, been in the organization for a while now probably since five or six years old. And, um, you know, I've been at the 12U level for two years now. So basically some of the kids that moved up from last year are um, regular guys to the program. So, you know, they, they've been molded the right way. So, you know, it's uh, it's kind of easy taking on kids that's uh, been prepped the right way. And just can you just talk about the, the process of coaching, you know, 11 and 12 year olds uh, the game of football definitely very challenging but uh it's it's satisfying um you know just to be able to get out here and kind of mold kids to be who they really want to be and the the efforts they give um it's very it's very satisfying to me just to be able to look at the young guys and understand that I was there at one point and you know, maybe I've missed opportunities here and there, and uh, we try to get kids not to do the same thing we did as young, as as younger guys. You know, uh, with the attitudes, the you know, uh, not not understanding the game, not understanding you know situations, and 
just molding kids, man. It's it's been such a great uh, adventure. Friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Right now, we're speaking with Coach Jeff Robinson. He's the football director of Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner, and he's also the head coach of Apopka Blue Darter of the Apopka Blue Darter 12U team. And they will be playing Saturday evening in the national semifinal for Pop Warner in St. Cloud, kickoff 7 p.m. And, and Coach, can you can you talk a little bit more? about the off-the-field aspect? Because yeah, I'm, I'm interested you know, in, in the fact that you talk about it. it's more of what you do and you see your role is more than just coaching football. You want to help the young men to, be, to become you know, well-rounded young men, even at this early age. Yes, sir. Well, we do all kind of things off the field, uh, as in team bonding and uh, camaraderie. We, um, we, we do things like teach kids how to tie ties. We... Um, we take them to church. Uh, we do movie nights. Uh, we do bonfires. We do everything. Uh, we check on their grades. Um, we do all kind of things, man. So we can kind of. It, it's more than football. It's bigger than football. It, this is family. Uh, I'm a, I'm an Popkin. I've been here my whole life, and I was raised with coaches that cared. So they passed that on to me, and I'm definitely trying to pass it on to my kids. So. Um, this is a big deal, and it's bigger than football. And can you uh, share with us? And we're speaking with Coach Jeff Robinson. He's the football director of Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner, also the head coach of Apopka Blue Darter, of the Apopka Blue Darter Twelve U team in Pop Warner. What led you to initially get? When did you get started coaching Pop Warner youth football, and, and what led you to to want to do that? Um, I think it was about two thousand and seven. Um, I've been around Pop Warner my whole life, and I came to a game. My uh, my little cousin invited me to a game, and I came up here, and I think I just fell in love with it all over again. I I was looking, and I I knew I needed to change my life, and I and you know I had kids of my own that wanted to cheer and wanted to play football, and I just decided, you know what, I think this is my calling. I have been doing it uh, previous, but. I never really took it serious. Just more flag or, or, you know, just helping out in the community. And one day I think a light bulb just kicked on and and some told me that this is where I needed to be. And I'm here. And can you talk just a little bit more about the specifics of the team? I know that you've got uh, some very, a, a lot of great parents, of course. And, uh, you know, two of them are, are Jeff Shaw and Courtney Shaw. Definitely. Who definitely. keep me posted on the success that you're having. And, of course, their son is, is an outstanding player. Yes as well, but just talk, talk about some of the dynamics. How many assistant coaches do you have? And you know, just kind of the process of, because this is kind of a, a big ship to, to be the captain. Of. It is. It is. Uh, we have, I have four coaches. Um, um, a couple of them are very new to it, but they've stepped in and did an awesome job. Uh, I have coach Kelvin, coach Taiwan, coach Billy and coach Larry. And those guys are, um, they've been behind me. They backed me up since day one. Um, We've we had a lot of players come this year that was very new to the program. I mean, just new all around, never played football, and I think we dug our heels in, man, and um, we basically got the best out of everything we could do. I mean, um, these kids they 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 locked in early. They wanted to be great. They told us how great they wanted to be. Uh, we used to make them go home before the season started and do homework, and and we used to make them write down. Um, you know, things they wanted to be better at. And they did homework all year long. These kids, uh, they practice in the rain. They practice in the cold. They practice when when we didn't necessarily need to practice. Um, these kids dug in, man, and they showed us um, that they really wanted to go forward and, and make some of this season. And, you know, due to, to what was going on this year, we didn't know what was going to happen. And these kids, um, they embraced everything we did. They they fought hard. Um, they gave us everything. So, in return, we we wanted to give them everything that we had, and um, it came out a great outcome. Of course, you'll be embarking your deep into the the national playoffs right now. In fact, Saturday night, seven p.m. kickoff in St. Cloud, the Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner Twelve U team will be playing for the national semi in a national semifinal, and. 
It's a major topic of our program right now. We're speaking with their head coach, Coach Jeff Robinson. And Coach Robinson is also the football director for Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner. And, uh, yeah, Coach, briefly, can you um, – and, and we can pick it up. We've got to go to break in about two minutes. But talk about some, some specific aspects of your team, maybe. Uh, what kind of offense do you run? What kind of defense? You know, some of the, some of the nuts and bolts. Yes, sir. Well, we run the single wing just like the high school, Popka High School. Uh, we try to imitate uh, what they do so the kids can uh, mentally and, and physically be prepared when they go up there to their offense. So we try to be the bottom feeder. So we, we try to do things um, according to what they do up there. Uh, we run the single wing. Um, we run the spin series in it. We run passes out of it. Uh, we also run the spread offense. Um, we do a, a bunch of power running. Um, like I said, I got some big boys up front, uh, my big dogs. And um, and honestly, you know, we just run at people until they, they tap out. And, you know, it's smash my football, you know, back in the days, our 90, 90s, when we had the Jeremy Rudolphs and, and my cousins, the Johnny Robinsons. And, we, you know, we, we're, we're smash my football, man. And um, I, these kids, they accept it. These kids want to be great. And, you know, and we execute. Yeah, I want to pick it up there because I, from my perspective, at least what you do, what your fellow coaches do, I, I know going all the way back to the day of, of uh, Bobby Manley, who was one of my heroes, actually, when I was a little kid growing up, um, the late Bobby Manley was instrumental in getting Pop Warner and youth football started in a Popkin. I don't think the, the impact uh, of, of, of the Pop Warner and the youth football program in a Popkin can be overemphasized in the success that Apopka High School has had in, in football. And I want to talk to you more about that when we come back from break. But, but, friends, before we go to break, I want to let you know that, of course, our program is supported by our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. And in the best Apopka tradition and in the best old-school tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. They support our local schools, our local youth sports teams, and numerous or- charitable organizations in our community. So when you have garage door problems... Give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them Roger Frank and William sent you. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Apopka and West Orange County, to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Apopka's midday connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. And we have a major event coming up, of course, one of the major events is our Apopka Blue Daughter High School team is in the state uh, regional fi- class 8A region two final. Uh, that game, why you know the outcome of that game is not known at the time we're recording, but there's another major event coming play on, and that's coming. The Apopka Blue Daughter Pop Warner 12U team is playing in a national semifinal Saturday evening, and that's what we're discussing today, right now on. Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. We'll go back to our guest, Coach Jeff Robinson, who's the coach of that team and the football director of Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner. In just a moment, of course, right now I want to let you know that your hometown and Blue Darter Sports Central are presented by some outstanding sponsors who make this program possible, and they, of course, are Baptiste Orthodontics, Great Florida Insurance Apopka, One Florida Bank Apopka, Florida Door Solutions, and Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Gives me a chance to let you know that, pleased to report that Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic have been once again voted best chiropractor. So when you're in pain, go over to give a call to Dr. St. Germain. That's, that's Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Apopka voted best chiropractor once again. And I want to know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain supports our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Now let's go back to Coach Jeff Robinson. He's the head coach of Apopka 
Blue Darter 12U Pop Warner team and the football director for Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner. And, Coach, when we went to break, we were talking about just the the positive impact that Apopka Blue Darter youth football, specifically Pop Warner, has contributed to the Apopka Blue Darter high school team's success, uh, which is, of course, tremendous. Uh, played in five state championships over the last 20 years, uh, won three of them. You know, you know, numerous outstanding seasons, the longest playoff uh, streak in the state of Florida. Um, and I definitely, from my observation point, which is pretty close, it seems as though a popular Blue Pop Warner and, and popular Blue youth football has really been a major contributing factor to that success. And can you speak to that? Yes. Um, well, like I said, we are the bottom feeders. And um, we, we do, we have a lot of great coaches at Apopka Pop Warner. And, um, a lot of us played at the higher level levels of uh, football. Uh, we got guys that went to college uh, that play football. We have guys that play in arena uh, football. So we do have a, uh, a lot of guys with a lot of knowledge that uh, that's given back to the youth. And when they do get to Apopka High School, they are already prepped and ready to go. Um, and I think it's a good thing that we do kind of bottom feed for our guys at the, the high school level. So when – we're giving them knowledge, you know, um, of the same offenses and the same defenses they're running. It makes it very easy to transition from Pop Warner to, to high school. So we are um, we're hand in hand working together with the guys at the high school, Coach Rosen and uh, his staff. They are um, they're they're behind us a hundred percent. They show us the offense. They show us the defenses. And, and we try to um, give it to our kids so, you know, they can have a, a head start when they get to, to the next level. No, I'm glad to hear that, and I think that's a huge impact. Um, and I, yeah, I'm glad that, that you guys are to hear that you're working that closely together because, you know, so many schools, first of all, a lot of the high schools um, here in Central Florida now don't even have any, any kind of a Pop Warner or youth football program, first of all. Others that may have one, it's not in sync like that. You know, the kids might be learning something, one kind of offense or defense or some fundamentals at the Pop Warner level, get into high school, everything's completely different. So I just think the fact that, that you're all on the same page literally gives us a tremendous advantage when the kids get to school. Yeah, and um, and it started with Coach Darlington, to be honest. Coach Darlington uh, reached out um, and, you know, he seen the talent that was coming up and he was like, Hey, I can't wait to have those kids. So man, listen, let's teach them now. And, um, we've been running, uh, the same offense for the last seven, eight years. Um, and it works. It's very efficient. Um, and it's, and you can see, we run it when we get to high school and we do it well. And I think that's something that we'll continue to kind of work hand in hand with our, our big brothers up there at the high school. And, um, and we're going to try to make a popper strong. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today on the Blue Darter Sports Central segment of Your Hometown. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams. Pleased to be speaking with Coach Jeff Robinson. He's the football director for Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner, and he's the head coach of the, Apop- of the Apopka Blue Darter Pop Warner 12U team. They're playing in a national semifinal game Saturday night, 7 p.m. kickoff in St. Cloud. And coach, in the you know, last you know, six or seven minutes or so we have, I'd like to go back to specifically talking about you know this year's team because I'm sure there's a, a lot a lot to talk about there. And what else would you like to share with us about your team this year and you know the success that they've had? Uh, we we've had so much outpour and uh, and great support from our community, man. And uh, and I think the kids embraced it. And we we just it's, it's been one heck of a ride. Um, by far, uh, the season was cut short uh, by a couple games and. It's been a short season, but it's been a long season. But it's been it's been so satisfying to um, due to everything that's been going on. And I, I promise you, man, I've got twenty five of the best young men that you can possibly find, and their parents and everything has just been great. It's been one of my best seasons um, overall. As in, you know, kids want to be there and and the parents accepting what's going on. I mean, we practice late sometimes. Parents don't even moan or groan. And it's just been it's been so great, man, just having uh, the community behind us and a bunch of kids that that 
just determined to be great young men. Um, I wouldn't ask for anything better. And can you tell you, know, of course, your game is Saturday night, 7 p.m. kickoff, as I said, in St. Cloud. Yes. Um, anything else people should know? Uh, we, we are a great team. We're a great team. We, we're, 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 putting up, we're definitely going to put on a show for you guys. Um, if you guys want to come out and watch some great football, please come out, support us. Uh, you definitely won't be disappointed. And um, we're going we're gonna to go on a limb and say we're going we're gonna to bring this thing back to Apopka and we're going to come back victorious. I don't think the, the Midwest, uh, those guys have anything on what we bring to the table. We're a very physical, strong team. Um, we've been running between the tackles since day one. My kids accept it. We've, um, we've, we've scored, uh, you almost 300 points in the last 10 games and running this offense. And, um, and we got so much in store. We're going we're to open up the playbook this week and we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're not going to get too fancy, but we're going to, we're going to show the world why we're here. And who is your opponent? Uh, we are playing Michigan City. Uh, Warriors, I think that's what their name. Michigan City Warriors, something like that. They are from Indiana. And how did you? Who did you defeat to get, to get to this round? Uh, we played the West Side Wildcats from Jacksonville, and um, they was a good team. Um, we've been playing a, some some pretty good teams, but uh, just not strong or physical enough for us up front. And um, and we've been we've we've been uh, outstanding um, doing what we do best. And it sounds like you're taking on teams from from all over here in, in, in the postseason. Yes, sir. And yeah, coach, and any other? Um, and I know sometimes you know. I know as a coach myself, don't always like to single out players. You know, more about the the whole team concept. But are there are there any players that you might like to to mention? And if you if not, that that's fine too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we we do have a bunch of kids. Uh, uh, Jaden Safford, he's one of them. Uh, my running back. Uh, uh, we call him Tank. We call him Tank for a reason. Uh, this kid plows through the hole uh, full steam, and he totes people on his back. This kid is uh, hes unbelievable. He's going to be great at the next level. Uh, my quarterback uh, slash running back, Tyvon Moss, he's another guy that he gives his all on every play. Um, we got Kingston Shaw, um, my defensive end, my D-tackle, my wide receiver, you name it, he can do it. This kid is um he's a hundred percent on every play. He's he he doesn't take a playoff, has the energy and the levels just just keep rising. Um um Titus Martinez, another tackle slash slash uh wide receiver slash whatever you want him to play, he can do it. Uh very, very aggressive. Um man, I got a team full of studs. I, I promise you. Um, you know, they are ready for whatever. They have my back. You know, we got this saying, who got my back? And when I say it, they say, I got your back. And all year long, they've had my back. So um, I can name, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm so sorry not to, to name all of them. All 25 of my kids are just, um, they're who they are. And um, and I and I love those kids to death, man. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for sharing a little bit about it. And you're so right. Uh, every single man is important and pl- plays a key role. Um, and before we go, Coach Robinson, are there any? And, and well, I will say one thing about Kingston Shaw. I saw his father play yes. firsthand. At, he was a quarterback for Lake Brantley, and that was a, a very memorable performance that I remember to this day. So he he's comes from good stock there. Yes, he does. He does. He comes from a, a line of family of, of talent. So uh, that kid has it all the way around. Mom, she's probably the best team mom I've ever had. I mean, she's just. I mean, wherever she's needed. She's actually a, another coach on my team. I mean, the kids, she stretches the kids out. She's on the, on the sideline coaching. She has so much knowledge, man, and she's been such a blessing um, for our team going forward. It'd be hard to find somebody more enthusiastic, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. It, um, well, before you go, um, and I'm curious, we have a little bit more than a, about a minute, um, and I know some of the guys on the, this year's team, a popular Blue Order team, uh, our products of a popular Blue Rider, Pop Warner. Are, can you mention a few of those? Yeah, Javen Robinson. That's my son. Uh, he's number two for Popka. He's one of my guys. Outstanding wide receiver, by Thank the way. You. Thank you. Uh, Jaquan Loman is another one of my kids that played. Josiah Robinson's my nephew. He's uh, he's another kid that came up through the pro- program. Uh, Blake Burgett. Um, uh, you got Anthony Summerlin. Um, 
uh, uh, Miller, you got uh, Pete, I can name uh, Trey Marr, you got uh, all the Barnes, um, you name of the Massey boys, all those kids um, were, were products of, of, of a pop pop Warner, and I, I had the pleasure of coaching those kids. And, you know, good luck to those boys tonight, and uh, Coach Jeff is behind you guys, rooting you guys all the way. Well, it's going to be a great weekend for a football for Apopka. The the Blue Darter High School team is playing in the state regional final, Class 8A Region 2 final. And the Pop Warner 12U team is playing in the national semifinal. And we couldn't have a better person to talk about it with us than Coach Jeff Robinson. Coach, thanks for joining us. Best wishes Saturday night. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Well, friends, we're going to go to another break. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Apopka and West Orange County, to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Apopka's midday connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to have this time together. I appreciate the opportunity to join you during these interesting times hope you're enjoying the show. And now I have some comments to make, um, I would say, interesting and uh, all too often disturbing times, frustrating times, depressing times. No doubt about it. No, we used to, used to be around the bush. Something else has taken place, um, an event that is being hailed by the mainstream media as something not only historic, but just extraordinarily wonderful. Uh, once again, as pretty much as the norm, I don't see the things the same way that the name, mainstream media sees it. We'll discuss that in a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to give a shout out to the guys over at Sheila Auto Repair and let you know that if you are looking for a place to take your car, truck, van, SUV, any other vehicle you may own, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheila Auto Repair. That's a place that you can do, and you know that you, your car will be taken, treated with expertise, professionalism, and honesty and integrity. And as many of you already know, I don't need to tell you, that gives you tremendous peace of mind. And one of the things that does not give peace of mind is to have your car that needs work and not to know where to take it and to be concerned about whether your place you're taking it is trustworthy or not, or, it's, you know, or if, even if they're trustworthy, if they're going to charge you exorbitant rates. You don't have to worry about that at Sheila Auto Repair. I urge you, if you're looking for a place, if you need a place to service your car, your vehicle consistently, I encourage you strongly to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus at Sheila Auto Repair. They're coded 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Please be sure to tell them Roger Frank and William sent you. And also, I want to commend those of you who have been doing that, because I know a lot of you have been um, uh, letting them know about um, the messages that we are delivering for them here on the show. And you mentioned me when you go over to see them, and that's uh, always going to uh, result in good treatment. You'll get tr- good treatment anyway, but I appreciate you um, letting them know that you heard about them right here on the Roger Frank and Williams show. Now, um, I would like to talk about um, this event that has taken place, and it's in a football game. Those of you who are not uh, football fans might not be aware of, of this uh, you know, situation, if you will, development. I, and it just kind of struck me as um, the, primarily the coverage of it has has struck me once again uh, as 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 something that I want to speak out uh, and 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 give an alternative point of view about. Uh, let's put it that way. And recently, um, uh, you know, last Saturday actually, uh, there was a woman football player appeared in a football college football game uh, for Vanderbilt University against the University of Missouri as a kicker. Um, and the the point. Several points I want to make about the situation. The first of all, 
the, the, the big point, the big picture is it appears to me that the coverage of this event uh, was so extraordinarily over the top that it obviously smacks of political cultural agenda. And I'll get into some of the specifics, the reason I feel that way uh, in a minute, uh, in a minute. Uh, one of those reasons is because nothing spectacular was done. Um, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but anybody who attempted to watch college football over that particular weekend was, you know, could not avoid this. It was completely dominated the coverage uh, top to bottom every uh, every hour uh, throughout the entire weekend. And my point is, I think the coverage was greatly exaggerated and even not even accurate. And so I've got some things I want to just share um, about that. So what I'm going to address right now, I've got a few comments to make about Sarah Fuller being named. Oh, yeah. And as a result of the efforts, she ended up being named Southeastern Conference Special Teams Co-Player of the Week, which is a really big deal. That's a huge honor. And I've got a few comments to make about that. Now, I'm sure, as I mentioned briefly before, any of you who attempted to watch college football last Saturday know what I'm talking about. Sarah Fuller was the major topic of all the network college football coverage that I observed on Saturday to the point of being excessive from my perspective. Several points I'd like to make about this, starting with the fact that I think this has all the earmarks of some kind of social political agenda and all the excessive hype is the evidence of that. And I'm going to share some specific thoughts uh, specifically about why I feel that way. To start, though, uh, the first thing I want to, to make clear is share my opinion that I think football is perfectly fine with football as an all-male sport. In the same way that sports like the WNBA and the USA women's national soccer team are all female. Football specifically is one of the last arenas in America, in American culture, where men can work together under strenuous, strenuous physical conditions, high pressure conditions, and work to achieve big goals together and to do so in an all-male culture. I think that's a good thing. Having said that, if someone who is not male, who is female or transgender or some other definition of gender for that matter, earns a spot on the team, I can understand that, and I'm fine with that. Emphasis earns a spot on the team. However, I've got three critiques specifically of this celebration of Sarah Fuller uh, performing as a kicker for Vanderbilt University and then ultimately being awarded, I would say be given, the prestigious SEC Special Teams Player of the Week Award, actually Co-Player of the Week. And much is being made about the event. The whole key to the coverage, one of the core aspects of the cover, of the excessive hype uh, narrative coverage is that this was a historic event. Well, it wasn't history. Sarah Fuller is being promoted as an historic groundbreaker. But she's not the first woman to play Division I college football. Actually, Katie Nida was a kicker for both Colorado and at New Mexico and actually scored points as a kicker for New Mexico about 20 years ago. Katie Nida also played in a bowl game for New Mexico as well, at least one bowl game. Liz Houston played in a college football game for Willamette University. Ashley Martin played in a college football game for Jacksonville State. So why is this specific event that happened over the weekend being hyped so so dramatically as history? Because, obviously, somebody has a political cultural agenda. It's not about football. It's about not about college football. It's not the spirit about the spirit of competition. It's not about striving to be your best. It's about a political cultural agenda. And what I'm going to share right now speaks to that uh, to the heart of that essentially the performance was not outstanding basically the player kicked made one kick 
as a kicker that went about 30 yards. No points were scored. No tackles were made. Uh, literally any other player on the field on either team could, could have done what Sarah Fuller did. So why is this being celebrated as one of the greatest things that literally ever happened in college football and uh, celebrate as history when it's not history? The point, once again, I want to make there is that in the sports culture, performance is about what takes place on the field. Performance between the lines is one of the key elements in sports. You earn your spot, and you earn your spot by your performance on the field. The fact is, this so-called historic kick, which was celebrated by a prestigious award, SEC Player of the Week award, uh, Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, is being billed as history when it wasn't even history. And the ball only traveled about 30 yards. Any player on the field could have done the same thing. But for this, Sarah Fuller was given the co-SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. It's a total farce, more evidence of a political agenda. Also, and perhaps most egregiously, for purists of of athletic competition, and specifically football, the rookie kicker got up in front of the team and gave a motivational speech to the Vanderbilt football team. From my perspective, that's a very bad look. In sports, especially in football, the new guy or the new person doesn't give the speeches to the team. The leaders give the speeches. The players who earned that right give the speeches, the motivational speeches, such as they are. And and by the way, motivational speeches in football are greatly over 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 exaggerated anyway. But when they are given, they're given by people who've earned that right through their hard work, their blood, sweat, and tears on the field, not somebody who waltzes in off the street uh, with some political agenda. So anyway, I wanted to share those thoughts with you. Um, Once again, I'm not sure how many of you even know about this, uh, which is probably a good thing for you. (laughs) But um, I know people that attempted to watch college football over that particular weekend um, were inundated uh, once again by this leftist cultural political narrative as preached by the mainstream media and highly exaggerated. And I wanted to share my thoughts about it. And let me one more say, uh, say one more thing about that. If, if the performance had to, had merited celebration, if the poor performance had merited an award, specifically special teams player of the week award, um, I would be fine with it. Most people would, um, you know, make, make a tackle, kick a 50, 50 yard field goal, do something spe- uh, spectacular, earn your spot, earn your award, earn your right to give a motivational speech to the team. Um, but no, that didn't happen. You've got somebody obviously being supported by people with a political cultural agenda who's ver- perfectly fine to, to, to be a part of advancing that political cultural agenda. Um, at you know, basically making a spectacle and a farce of, of college football. And so um, essentially what we have here is an event where a, a woman kicker in a Division One college football game that was hyped as history but wasn't really history um, because other women have played football. The player gave a mediocre performance on the field, a 30-yard squib kick, but it's being given a prestigious award, SEC Special Teams Co-Player of the Week, just for being politically correct. And the brand new player on the team, the new kicker, ends up giving the motivational speech. Is this the new landscape for college football in America? Something tells me that it is. Friends, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Have a great evening.